Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, my name is Jonathan Harden, and this is part two of this special unedited Denise Goff interview for In Anything at the Minute, the Honest Actors Podcast. Part one, if you haven't already listened, is already on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and on the website www.inanything.com. But this is part two. I hope you enjoy it. And does being out of work for a long time, that time or before, does it necessarily uh, align with a low point personally? No, I was, I mean, there were low points. I was sat in the Curzon cinema with a friend of mine in bits, you know, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know, what do I, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And then I realized I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm trying, I'm holding on too, too tightly to something. And so, and so I stopped, so I let go. And I started getting into my life, you know, seeing people. And the, the, oh my God, people were amazing. You know, that one friend, I went to see her in a show and I found a card in my bag uh, when I went home and had a hundred quid in it, you know? And, you know, my, 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 my sister, like I said, giving me a shopping bag and saying, do your shopping in my fridge. And um, the, the, the said, real, it's like, I'm not, look, come on, we're not fucking saving lives here, but, but uh, there was a triumph of human spirit that happened for me in the past year that, you know, I t- it took going right to the wall and thinking, fuck, for me to go, no, 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 hang on, hang on, you don't get this, you don't get my spirit anymore, you don't. Uh... So, so what happened was, so I got to a point where I was really happy, really happy. Once a week I'd look after some kids, uh, I'd see my own, my own niece and nephew all the time, and I was really happy. And then work came in. Whereas before, in the past, a job would come in and I'd go, OK, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. And I don't want to live that way anymore. So you no longer, you no longer equate working with being fine. No. It, it, you have to be fine life, regardless. Yeah. And life is hard for everyone. <laughs> so. So, so you're doing a bit of childminding, I assume, yeah. to make some money as well. Um, do you do, have you ever done anything else outside of acting? What kind of jobs have you done in between times? Do you know what I did? I did... Um, to make rent. Oh, God, waitressing. Years and years of waitressing. And then I did one night in a restaurant about six months ago, and I just found that now, at nearly 36, I don't want to do that. I'm sorry. I, I, I loved it so, so much for so long, and I was so fucking good at it. And I remember being a lead in the West End, and then two weeks later, serving people who had paid 50 quid to see me in a show serving them dinner in a restaurant in Shoreditch. 
Um, so it stood me in really good stead for a long time, but no more, I'm afraid. I, I physically don't have it in me. And also somebody Googled me from as I served their chicken and chips. They Googled me and, uh, and I was like... What, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What have you been in? Yeah. <laughs> in and um, every time, if they're regulars, what I hate about restaurants is, if they're regulars, they, they come in and they go, oh, you're still not working. Yeah. Oh, you're still not working. Yeah. Oh, you've been here for six months constantly. And then you go away for six months. But I did, I love, what I did love about oh, it was me. I loved being able to, uh, to kind of show people that that's the reality of being an actor. You know, a handful of people get to to just do acting and uh, and 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 now I'm I'm in that category for a while but you know they I have to find like I really admire you for all the stuff that you do you're always doing something else and I think Jesus he's brilliant and my sister has said to me you know she was like what else can you do like you can do she was so kind she was like you can do so many things and so I started this this time around this period out of work so I taught a class at the, the Royal College University at Holloway and that was the most fulfilling, beautiful thing I could have done with a bunch of younger people, uh, 18 to 20, I think. And my friend Michael Murphy, who's a fantastic director, he helped me to put together a workshop. And I did a workshop. And, uh, and oh my God, they didn't have to pay me anything for what I floated out of there and went home thinking, fucking hell, there was... You know, so I don't believe this if those who can't teach, those who can fucking teach. And if, if, if it doesn't work out for me as an actor, then I will be teaching and I will love every fucking second of it because it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to get to do and have that energy, you know. Um, but what I also did recently, I, um, I collected, I've collected years of vintage clothes and dresses. And I saw that. And so I did a stall at this amazing vintage fair in Hackney where I live and uh, that was incredible. I sold a lot of things and I made a lot of money and I bought a lot of things and spent a lot of money. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I did quite well. And, um, but it was so nice to be part of something else, you know, that's not um, this industry related. Uh, we've, uh, we've mentioned just there now the in anything at the minute question, mm-hmm. perennial or regular. Uh, What's the most annoying thing that non-actors that you know ask you about your job? Oh, you know what? I used to, I, I used to think about this and think, oh, people are—it's annoying. But now I just, I just think it's really sweet. I mean, the one is, how do you learn all those lines? But actually, how the fuck do we learn all those lines? Like seriously, I usually don't. <laughs> how do we learn them? I have whole plays in my head, you know. And so I remember talking to an actor. Still. Well, I tried to remember stuff the other day from a play I did a couple of years ago and I couldn't remember. I think I lose one every time I learn another, you know? But yeah, it, I think yeah, if yeah. I was given a week with a script of, of ones I'd done in the past, it'd be back. I do yeah. think so. And I've had to redo a play after two years and it came back really quickly. So somewhere yeah. in my, my bones it stays. But I remember talking to an actress, Kate Fleetwood, about it. We were doing a play and she, she suggested that when people ask it, we should just go, magic. <laughs> <laughs> It's magic. Yeah, and you know what? It sort of is because God oh, knows. I don't know how I, I do. Uh, my brother came to see me uh, the first time I ever acted. I started late and was nineteen and did play Brutus in, in college. Nice. And he came along to see me. And of course, the first thing I did when I did Brutus, I counted the line. It's seven hundred and four. It's the third largest area. part in Shakespeare after Hamlet. And uh, so very important, Jonathan. Oh, but that's all. I, that's all I needed yeah. to know because I didn't know any other Shakespeare. Well, I knew about three Shakespeare plays. Is it a big part? Is it a big part? I'll do it. 
and then I shot myself. Uh, but my brother came along to see me, and he was like, at the end, he came. He's like, that was fucking, um, that was amazing, Johnny. That was like fucking hell. And of course, since I am thinking, you know, the emotional truth, uh, no, like no, all no. things I didn't even know the words for. I was thinking, yeah, I know what you mean. He went, how the fuck did you learn all those lines? And even then, yeah. even then, I was like, what? And the, the thing <laughs> is, and this is the other thing, Bruno was in the play with me, I literally did not get the lines out right once. Like, my aim was to get through a show, because we did f four or five shows, it was like college. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. My aim was to get through a show with all the lines without a single, I was giving cues for light changes two minutes ahead of, <laughs> and then going back into the scene in darkness. I was, I mean, just not as bad but as... I think when people ask that question, they kind of do it's mean all of it. You're you right, know? it is kind of sweet. But it's just, that's the easiest way in. You know, what else can they ask? They, you know, they, might, they don't know about... That's you. sweet. But in anything at the minute, or uh, what kind of actor are you, or would I know you? That, now that stuff. Would like, I what know have you? I seen, what have I seen you in? And you're like, I'm not going to stand here and list everything I've been in, because... That's mortifying. So I've said to taxi drivers, what do you watch? Yeah. And then... I've said, well, clearly nothing. If you haven't seen... If you don't... Rec no, no I just I, like... I recognise you, they'd say. And it's like, well, do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that for you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Would I recognise you? I don't know. Mm, yeah, so, so I suppose things like that. But, but to be honest with you, now, in, at this stage, for me, God, I just think... What kind people of actor? Funny. What kind of actor? A bad one. Yeah, or people say to me, uh, I, Are you uh, any good then? That was one I got once. And I went, Yeah, I'm amazing. It's like, <laughs> I am amazing. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it um, takes balls, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, what's the most difficult thing about being an actor? Um, I mean, it could be for you now. You've obviously solved some of the big issues that you have in your today. Year. I've yeah. solved them, but you know, but they could come back. But what today? What for you is the most difficult thing about being an actor? Um, Learning the lines. <laughs> Learning all those lines. Um, I guess I think the financial insecurity. Like I think, uh, although I've done a lot of work around it, I, I still I think you know. That, that kind of insecurity, I mean, my aim, if I, if, I, if I was to be able, and I think this is possible, I know this is possible, um, I would like to buy a little place to live so that no matter what my work situation was, I have a home, you know, a home that I'm not going to lose at any point. That, I, I, I think, but then of course that will happen and pff, I'll find something else that, no, actually, I won't find something else to be scared about because I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not doing fear anymore. I'm done with it. When we said goodbye, still lives with me a bit. But you have I'm to not. remind yourself. Absolutely, yeah. every day. Let me not be afraid. Um, have you? And this is kind of, I suppose, about fears and tied in with that. And it's the point in the interview when I start kind of things might not link together so well because there's a little few questions I want to ask that haven't come up. Um, have you ever suffered from stage fright? No. Let's not talk about it anymore then. Let's quickly move on for fear of tempting it. Let me ask you again after the show. But it has been coming up a lot though, saying that, because I've read a lot. I read about somebody walking off stage. I read about, you know, uh, somebody you know, just literally walking out of a theatre and never going back. And I thought, fucking hell, I've been so lucky that that's not been... Because I get the kind of vomit-inducing nerves that I now like to think of as excitement, you know, but... That I now call butterflies. Yeah, that I now call butterflies. Um, but, you know, 
And any time, any time that could happen, you know, it's like, God, again, let me be unafraid, fuck. I have that weird thing now where I'm very worried that the more I act, the less I get afraid about it. I get Mm. very afraid about acting on screen, but being being on stage, I just stand at the wings going... Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm so excited. When I was doing Desire Under the Elms, I would stand backstage with Finbar Lynch going, oh my God, and one lady said, what's wrong with you? And I was I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. I get to do this again. I'm doing this again. I can't believe I'm doing this again. And I genuinely, I could not fucking believe that I got to be her every night. Well, not every night because some shows are cancelled because there was no audience. Uh, <laughs> no. So, so those... Um, those moments when things haven't been going well, or those moments when it's difficult, or when there's fear, um, you haven't referenced it yet, I don't think, but have you ever considered, even momentarily, seriously or not, giving up? Yeah, I've talked about it, absolutely. I mean, my mum was very sweet when she came to visit me during this uh, in Siberia this time, and I had to make room for her in my tent, and uh, she came to see me, and I was in bits, you know? Uh, I was like, fucking hell, what if, what if my story is that I'm going to be that woman that they go, she was doing really well, whatever happened to her? And I thought, I'm going to have to make my peace with that if that's what happened. And my, my mum said to me, Nisi, you have always been very good at cleaning. Why don't you be a cleaner? And I was like, I'm not sure I can hear that now, mum, because that's pretty different to what I want to do. But in fairness, she said, you know, you can bring, you, you bring dignity, you can bring dignity to whatever you do. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I can't hear that, I can't hear that. But when she left, I applied to be a cleaner because I thought, she's absolutely fucking right. Um, and I think, I know that I'm never going to give up being an actor. I know that I'm not. I think that's something that came up in Siberia for me as well. I know that I'm not. It's in my every fibre of my being. It's, it's not, you know, whether I end up doing, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not going to give up being an actor. But I am going to give up on the fear of being, of what it is to be an actor. I am going to, uh, I am daily now getting involved in my life. You know, and that, that's a, that's a great thing for me because it means I don't ever have to have that conversation of maybe I'm going to give up because I'm saying to you now, it's recorded. I'm never going to oh, give up shit, being I forgot an actor. <laughs> Fuck you. I forgot. I'm never can we go back? Up. Can we go back to the start? I've totally forgotten the press record. I love uh, it too much. What, you know? well, why do you love it then? Why have you not given up? What's the good thing? What are the best things about being an actor? Oh man, just being on stage. I just love. I love rehearsals. I love actors. Oh, I mean, we're fucking bonkers, but brilliant. The people like that job we did. Fucking hell, you know. I thought. You know, in I was in my kind of the the this is going to be the thing. You know, when I used to think that way, I thought that was you know it was my first big telly job. You know, um, and nothing came of that career-wise. But I was introduced to some of the most fantastic people I've ever worked with, and that, and no matter how far away we move from each other, it it doesn't really matter. You know, and I I love that about being an actor. I love that there are people. I just came from having coffee with a friend of mine that I did a play in the West End with, Noma de Mesmini, and, you know, we might not see each other often, but there's such a thing that happens when you create something with people. Um, that is unlike... I just... I love it. I love everything 
about making a play. Uh, TV, I'm getting, TV and film I'm getting better at. I've yet to find the same love, though, for it. I don't, I don't get excited. It's kind of like microwave acting. You know, they pop you in a trailer that heats up over the day and then, bing, ouch, come, do it. And yeah. I think, okay, uh, but there is a technique to it that I want to learn how to get really good at because I think people who do it well, like Claire Foy in Wolf Hall was just like, and Mark Rylance obviously in Wolf Hall, but oh my God, she was stunning and lovely Jessica Rain who you did this with. Like these are people that are really good on screen and, uh, and I can learn a lot. Uh, from them because I would like to get really good at it. Um, so that brings me brilliantly to the question of who do you think does it well? I mean, who, oh, do, you, who do you look around and think so that? I mean, if you saw their name on a poster or Anne a trailer. Anne Duff is my, the highlight of, of anything for me. I think she just tells the truth all the time. Um, now, you see, it's like being asked what your favourite film is, isn't it? There's loads of people. Of course. So many Beautiful, brilliant people. There's a girl called Sean, a woman called Sean Williams who I saw in a play called Lungs last week and I, I sent her a weird message on Facebook which I'm sure she's like, she's a total weirdo. But, you know, I've got when I think somebody is brilliant, I just have to tell them that they're brilliant. Oh, because I'm exactly the same. So and it makes not? you a weirdo, but fuck I it. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I just think... Um, I, I think it's a nice thing to tell people. Uh, so basically for me, it's anyone who, with whom I can't see the seams, you know. I don't want to see the work that you're doing, especially on stage. When you just see somebody on stage that you think, Jesus, they've just literally like, it seems like they've just walked in and just lived a bit and then off they go, you know. I love that. But I'm, I'm less enthused about performances, do you know that kind of way? Um, yeah, I'm inspired so much by, by, by other actors, particularly uh, beautiful, wonderful, truthful, actual women whose faces move and everything. I, I love them. I love yeah, them all. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Uh, have you ever been conscious of things being more difficult for you because you're a woman? I mean, you said, or being different for you. Well, I think that thing about, you know, you did the most intelligent audition, but we needed a hot girl. I, I think that, but yeah, I think that's happening for men now too, you know? I think with the birth of, like, I don't know, I think that happens for men too. But, you know, there's definitely no doubt. But I think Justine Mitchell said it in, in her podcast that, you know, I just think that's, it's not just acting. Like, there are differences between... Uh, the way men and women are treated and but what I do believe wholeheartedly now is I I don't believe in the victimhood around it I think we are stepping into a solution because with the birth of social me media particularly conversations are starting to happen that were never happening before and that's amazing and so but I think uh, women owe it to themselves to to uh, I don't know to be kind of no, I'm in dangerous territory here. I'm not going to tell women what they have to be. I just know that I want to be part of solution-based thinking around what, what is possible for, um, you know, change about how women are treated. Um, but I think it has to be done from an intelligent, kind of loving way. I, I, just, I just don't like the... Uh, you know, for me, real fem feminists love men. You know, I, I, I don't like this separation of, you know, men are the enemy kind of thinking. Well, see, I, I, don't think all, I don't think feminist equals necessarily female. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And thing. I know many men who are true, fantastic feminists, but I think I have heard, and I couldn't believe it, I have heard people say, I oh, know I'm not a feminist or anything, I'm not a feminist. And I think, well, what are you then, a fucking idiot? Like, come on, that's, that's ridiculous to say that, you know? Uh, but, um, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you start kind of... Uh, I, just, I just know that for me... Uh, um, I don't, I don't want to take on the very worst aspects of being a man. You know, like, there's a lot of what can happen is women take on the worst aspects of being a man and think that that's powerful. Our power is different as women. It is. It is definitely different. And I want to get back to, for myself, get back to the, the, the kind of thing that makes me powerful, which is something very different than what makes a man powerful. We are different, uh, men and women. Um, but as to our place in the industry and everything look a woman should be paid the same as a man for doing the same job it's as simple as that and there should be more parts for women so let's write them and 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 have that happen um do you consider yourself an artist yes absolutely i do absolutely i do and 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 it and it I know this because of the difficulties I've had with some directors, you know. I know that when I'm I know when I'm working with a collaborator, with a director who's not afraid to let me do what it is I do, and I'll, t- I'll tell you now, I don't even know what I do. I have no fucking idea. There's no method to it. I don't know what it is, but I know that it's something. And I know that if a director is trying to tell me to just move around in their picture, it's not going to work for me. Um and so because I'm an artist and because that that Artistry is something that is unexplainable, inexplicable. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, yes, I am, I am definitely an artist. How do you define success? I have success now in my life. I'm, I am, I am. Uh, I yeah, I, I. God, that's a fucking hard one, isn't it? But I feel like I am a success because I'm not getting my self-esteem from. Things that are uh, outside or something, do you know? Like, uh, oh. Not in response to this question, but much earlier in his interview, Matthew Flynn said, um, you know, one of the things he values above all else is he can stand up and with full confidence say, I am an actor, 20 years after he started. Oh, yeah. And there's something about just... Oh, that's beautiful, yeah, I agree. Just, you know, uh, stamina. Or, or unbroken will. Oh, so do you mean success in like in I mean, career? Or well, in, in, any, in any terms. I mean, um, one of the questions that usually follows this up is, do you consider yourself successful? You've already, yeah, already jumped into that. And people define it in different ways. And that's mm-hmm. why there's a question. If everybody said mm-hmm. success is, you know, having two garages and, you know, six bedrooms. But, For me, know. then, success is no longer being defined by my job, by my work, you know. By yourself as well. By myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I I was thinking about it yesterday. It's like, uh, in between jobs, I live. I don't wait. You know, I used to wait. I used to wait for life to start again. I used to wait for the next job to tell me I was, oh, I'm here. I don't do that anymore. Because if you do, well, if you do that, that that kind of plays into that whole peak and trough thing too much because, because your life is so high whenever you're working because it's all you've got. And if that's all you've got, then when it it goes, you're But you're also a nightmare for people to be around too, you know? Like it's really, when my mum came to see me and I was in bits, I looked at her and I thought, God love you, you've come to visit me. And 
I'm in bits. I don't want this from my life. I refuse to have... I am yeah. prepared for this industry. I'm prepared to give my time when I'm working. I'm prepared to learn my lines. I'm prepared to, you know, do the research that's needed for any given part, and I'm prepared to show up and do the job. But I'm not prepared to give over relationships. Like, I have a younger sister who's an actress. She's absolutely fucking gorgeous. She's really, really brilliant um, and, and super intelligent. Now, if I buy into the notion that I'm in competition, like, we go up for the same parts all the time. If I buy into the notion of competition in this industry, then I have to sacrifice my relationship with my sister. Like, there's no fucking way I'm going to do that. I'm just not going to do it. And, and, so, and so I apply that now across the board. I don't... Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, this industry takes enough. It gets enough. It gets its money worth, money's worth without me giving all of that other stuff. Jesus, I'm quite tangential, aren't I? No, Good you're not at all. This. I mean, these questions, <laughs> these questions, this part of the interview, I think, is from my point of view, the least well thought through. Because it's just kind of like, and then what will I ask them? And then That's what will great, I ask them? So, so going back to Denise coming out of Alra, and just probably before you get the call to say you're going to the everyman, if you could offer that, you know, innocent, in some ways, innocent young woman, some advice for the future, mm. what would it have been? Go or what easy would it on be? yourself. Just go easy on yourself. And maybe don't drink so much. <laughs> but go easy, go easy on yourself, love. You're doing fucking great, you know. We're all doing... Anyone, this is... The business of living is quite tough, right? Like, it fucking is, when you think about it. I mean, I know we're not in a third world country and everything, but it is all relative. Like, we live in a society that tells us that it's never enough. It's never enough. Get fucking more. And what if you're somebody who's like, I'm, I don't really want more, I can't handle it anymore. Like, just go. Unless easy. it's vintage clothes, in which case you oh, seem to be enough. able to handle <laughs> plenty. Yeah, but you see, that brings with it its own value. Oh, I bet it does. Have you ever been given advice then by anyone else that stuck with you along the way? Yeah, my agent that time, don't miss it. You're missing it, don't miss it. You know, and also I had an aunt, Michelle, who lived here, and like she saw me in an awful state when I was 16. And I would go and like <laughs> blag money off her and say that I was going to acting classes when actually I just wanted a night out. And uh, she always believed in me. She was just like, No, you're going to be an actress. You're going to do it. You're brilliant. And I, and I thought, Wow, well, you know, the whole world seemed against me at that point, but I had that one woman. And when I did Titanic, she came. Uh, that job that we did, she came to the set and I was doing a scene playing in the, your wife, playing the Northern Irish woman and shouting at somebody and I came off set and she was kind of emotional and she said, that's my mum, you're playing my my mum, my nana, my nana. And it was, we stood in my trailer afterwards going, fucking hell, we did it. Because for me, my career is not just mine. There's a lot, it takes a village, you know, it has taken a huge... It has taken a city to raise this fucking actress. It really has. And to keep her from flinging herself out a window. And, um, you know, my God, you know, yeah. I would like to state for the record that in actual fact, I was playing your husband in that job because we keep on referring to you as my wife, but it was totally the other <laughs> way around. I was your I was your plus one. All right. It was not the other way around. Um, not in personality. Uh, oh, thanks. Um, so, uh, God, so much, so much, so much I could ask you. Uh, have you noticed? Um, have you noticed any changes in the industry since you've started? Anything? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, what's yeah. changed since then? 
okay, well, it's much easier for people to get famous now. Is, uh, and, and it's kind of sad, I think. And therefore uh, worth less. Yeah, and, and I see it in, <laughs> I love that I'm about to say this, in younger actors these days. Um, they have a lot of success really quickly and they develop, I call it the furrowed brow, you know. All the joy is gone and they just, this is the expectation, I'm just, I'm doing this job, it's really cool, everything's really cool. And for every actor, <laughs> I wish for them to have some time in Siberia because... I think it's really needed, I really do. Um, there's a lot more kind of ease with which things seem to happen, and, but I think it's unsustainable, a lot of that. I, uh, I, Simon Darwin, one of the first interviewees, said um, uh, he, he kind of feels sorry for the actors who won't get to do three or four years solid theatre. Yeah. In small theatres because they're a lot of actors don't want to because they're going oh I can't I can't afford to I have to do TV yeah and I spoke to a friend who's an agent a few weeks ago and he was saying um, about one of his younger clients who was hemming and hawing about a very good job because he thought he should have a bigger part or blah 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 um, he said he'd love to be in one of the parties where graduates of a another school any school sit around talking about decisions. Mm. just to shake them all individually and say, no, not decisions, mm. not, not fucking decisions, just do the jobs, you're just in a drama school, mm. get the experience, do the work, and it will come. But, but a there's, such a, there's such a pressure do, on it. They, they want to be famous, I think, if you scratch the surface with a lot of people, they want to be famous, and so they learn how to go through the motions on the screen, but I think... Yeah, there's a lot more tendency to get famous. And that's why you see a lot of crossover, you know, from the fashion industry and everything, which is fine. There's always a place for that. It's always been that way, I think. But now more than ever, I could lose out to a part on a part because somebody has a bigger social media presence than I do. And if that's the case, then I don't want that part anyway, genuinely, because I don't want to work with yeah. people who base their decisions on that. But at the same time, you know, it's... Um, yeah, like I just remember going, when I went to drama school, I kept thinking of all of the, you know, the days where people had to apprentice to be actors, you know, you didn't even get to, and not that I would have fucking wanted to sit around watching people and then get my chance two years in to play a part, but, but there is something in the, in that, you know, in the idea of, like your friend said in his brilliant article, that, you know, it, it is a trade. And I worked with Kieran Hines and he used to say that too, you know, if, if you ever got overly fucking it's gushing. Ke it's Kieran it, Hines that wrote the, uh, wrote the book. You are kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it wouldn't have surprised me in the slightest. It wouldn't have, because yeah. that's the way that he thinks, you know, he just yeah, doesn't totally. understand any of the t talking and thinking around it. And, and you know, and fair dues, but for me, yeah, there's a lot of thinking around it. But yeah, so there's, there's that difference and there's just... Um, yeah. Well, here's a little thing to extend that out. If I appointed you queen and overlord, overlady, of all things acting, and you had for one day a chance to change as much as you could, what things would rise to the top of that list? Oh, well, I'd have to say, like, people from less privileged backgrounds would have to have a go at, you know. I just think, you know, the fees being charged for drama school and stuff like that. I, I could not have gone to drama school. It's nine grand a year. Racketeering. Nine grand a year. Thankfully, I got a full scholarship, rent paid, everything, or I wouldn't have been able to go there. But in the years from then, there aren't as many scholarships, you know. And so 
people moan about it being like, you know, it's turning into a middle class uh, industry and everything. Well, of course it is. So we need to do something about it. And people like Sean Holmes at the Lyric, he is literally, he and his team have regenerated that building to create basically a drama school for kids who can't afford to go to drama school. And that's amazing. So again, solution-based thinking. I don't want to sit around in victimhood about it, but I couldn't have gone to drama school if I didn't have a scholarship. And, uh, you know, I have lots of friends who are privileged and, and, and feel privileged to be privileged. So, you know, there's um, this kind of... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, would give, I would give people who don't maybe have the opportunity uh, to have a go. Um, word association? To finish us off, you know how this works. I say a word, you say the first phrase, thing, whatever. Jesus. A sound will do. I'll move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, started off really easy. Okay. Love is everything. Hate. Sad. Getting a call from your agent. Fantastic. Equity. Pretty good, Malcolm. Rehearsals. Love. Cast read through. Emotional. Learning lines. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Press night. Uh. Critics. <laughs> Stage fright. No time. Backstage pranks. Love. Rap party. Uh. The BBC. Give me some more money. <laughs> Self-tip. Oh, getting there. Accents. Love. Improvisation. Fantastic. The NHS. Brilliant. Actor training. Actor coaches. Oh. Actors who write. Good on you. Actors who direct. Yeah. Directors who act. Aww. Jealousy. Fuck off. Regret. No time. Getting old. Bring it. Advice. When I ask for it. Inspiration. All over. Interviews. Nice. Word association. Fine. <laughs> okay. Second last question. I'm a casting director. Someone mentions your name. What would you want me to say? I love her. And finally, are you in anything at the minute? Oh my God, am I? <gasps> I just, wow. Yeah, I am. I'm doing a bit of telly. It's fucking brilliant fun um, called Cuffs, uh, which... I don't know when it's going to be on. I don't know much. <laughs> That's terrible. That's Are there terrible. any parts for a Northern Irish guy? Absolutely. About 35. Obviously, Absolutely. body of a Greek Adonis. I would cast you in an <coughs> instant. No, but no, that's not the only thing. The most important thing. I'm yep. doing a play at the National. Which is my... I've never worked at the National. It's my first job there. I have told the director that from the moment I step in there, there will be tears. For the entire time. I'm so fucking grateful. I sometimes sit outside the National, look at the building and will oh it to bring me back in. God, I've never, I've never been there. I'm going to be rehearsing there every day.
So that's it for the unedited Denise Goff interview. I may release a few more unedited interviews over the coming months. Who knows? If you're interested in hearing any, please do get in touch on Twitter at Honest Actors or on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Honest Actors. No more news on saving the podcast today. But I can say that things are moving quickly and that, like I said last time, this is not the end. When and how the podcast comes back is still uh, a little bit of a question mark, but it will be coming back. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.